Passing Dimes is proud to welcome a new partner to the show, Momentum Pro Camps. Momentum Pro Camps runs volleyball camps across Ontario, bringing professional athletes, coaches, and resources to communities, clubs, and partners. Momentum's mission is to inspire and develop high performers for life, and they're doing just that. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Momentum has suspended all programming until permitted by local public health recommendations. However, they have developed incredible future programming for athletes to benefit from and are excited to share it with all of you when we can play again. Follow us on social media at Momentum Pro Camps for updates and details on future programs or email us at contact at MomentumProCamps.com. Stay excellent, friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Sharp Cuts. Garrett, this is a special one on so many levels because we've made it to nine. Every week, I'm just excited to do this. We've got returning guests, but most importantly, it's your birthday and we're still recording. So if the listeners don't appreciate this is how committed we are to the show, we don't take days off. We're a weekly show. This is our recording date. You know, there's no exceptions. We got to get this thing done. So before we jump into it, I'll toss it over to my guy, the, the co-creator, the guy who really had the idea to do the show from Yes Guy Gaming, Garrett May. Take it away here. You can introduce our returning guest because we're in for a good one. Well, cheers, Josh, and cheers to all of our listeners out there. Subscribe, uh, if you haven't already, to the podcast, to the show. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, let me introduce our guests. Now, I figured on a day like this, we've had a few great episodes, Josh. We've had some great talks about business in volleyball. We've had some talks about equality. We've had some talks about you know what volleyball needs, and we've had some talks that weren't really that focused or that good. Um, but I figured we'd try to bring it back full circle, have some people close to the show, close to us, to just hash it out and have a good time. So that's these two guests. Um, first up, I have to introduce him first. Haven't had a follow-up poll from our last poll, but the fav fan favorite guest of the show, my father, John May. Welcome to the show, Dad. Great to be here on one of the most incredible days of my life, and that was your birth 29 years ago today. So... I'm very happy to be here to join you, my, my, I don't know what to say. I don't want to say my protege because you're not my protege, just my loving little baby at 29 years old. Well, thanks for shouting out my age to all the listeners out there. Was trying to keep that secret, but uh, cat's out of the bag now. Welcome to the show. And our other guest for tonight, returning guest, friend of the show, friend to all of us, best friend of mine, it's Oscar Kahu. Welcome to the show, Oscar. Happy to be here as well. It's good to see John finally. I think it's been, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. But <laughs> yeah, he he was really excited to see me so much so he he hung up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a show so of about shortcuts that. without a little technical I'm, difficulties. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that perfect timing or what? It was yeah. absolutely perfect timing. Did you do that on purpose? No, that was uh, that was totally an accident. So I'll take it from the top. <laughs> Nothing can go right today. What the heck, my boys? Um, yeah, my apologies, Gary, on your special day. Yeah, like and, what the heck, and, man? And like you gotta have this day. stuff figured out before you volunteer to come on this show for me. What are you doing? I've got myself a shot here. It's a shot of water. I've got twenty-eight more of them in honor of your birthday. So nice. Cheers. Cheers. My birthday's in four days. We're like twins. We are like twins. 
Um, well, let's let's get right into it then, boys. So I want to give the listeners a little bit of a history out there, a um, little bit inside the scoop on kind of our relationship, the show, how things went. So Oscar and I have been friends for got to be pushing 20 years now. Um, yeah, maybe cl- since we were like 12. Close to close to 20 years, and we played volleyball together on our club team, Crush, which was coached by my dad, John May. Uh, and so together we had a, a ton of hijinks and hilarious moments um, throughout that, as well as Oscar just hanging out at the place at our house all the time. Then, fast forward, Oscar and I find ourselves working beach crew for the OVA on the beach tour with our boss, Josh Nickel, who's now the host of the show. Unbelievable. It's it's a small world out there. So the story that comes to mind as well, when I think about us in the early days of Crush, and we're talking like young club kids just starting out. We're 14U, and we were pretty intense. Like, this is not – I don't think this is a normal experience for club kids, Josh. Like, we've talked to a few other coaches. Like, we were pretty intense. So there was a super intense practice we were having one time. We were doing some serving. Just serving over that. You know how dangerous that drill is, right? You're serving both ways. There's just balls flying over the court. So dad's standing on the side of the court, kind of just watching, you know, as coaches do. And uh, <laughs> and we're we're doing terribly. We're missing a bunch of serves. So dad, I don't know if you remember this. You went, end lines. Everybody down on your stomachs. And we're doing the running lines, like basically as punishment. And you're yelling at us. And so we get up. The first serve after the suicides is our buddy Josh, who absolutely crushes one <laughs> and it hits you right in the side of the head. <laughs> Immediately. Right after the suicides, you get hit. And then I think, I can't remember what happened. My brain yeah. wants to tell me we ran more suicides, but I think we just ended up laughing. Well, yeah. Do you remember that yeah, or Josh, is your memory a bit fuzzy? Well, well, I do remember. I don't. I don't remember it in that exact context, but I do remember Josh because he used to. He's got quite an arm on him, right? He's got he a can, cannon, and he crushed the first serve after suicides <laughs> right at you, not on yeah. purpose. Well, no, I think he might have been on purpose. No, uh, no, no, no. Josh had Josh. If he, you know, he had a fiery temper too. But uh, yeah, you know what? It it was. It, he was probably right. I probably shouldn't have had you guys running suicides just because you couldn't serve the ball over the net at 14U. I think it was actually 12U, you know, where I was playing. And then that whip I used to use, you know, where you... <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. But, uh, yeah. You know, and Oscar had that great hops, good left-handed arm swing, not as whippy as most left-handers, but he... It you was the controlled. underhand serve, that lefty yeah. underhand? That was killer. And, and he had the... You know, let's face it, when you look at passing platforms, I bet you, Oscar, you can still form that perfect platform that you have for passing. So you had all the all the skills. You had all the skills. You know, the truth is you just weren't good at any of them. That's why you, <laughs> that, that, that's why that's why you didn't play much. And I heard on an earlier version of the show, you, you got a you got sort of a, a, a bone to pick with me. So what's the issue? Here we go. Oh no! Like uh, I, I was talking to a few of my lawyers about it, and they said that <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't take the case. There's a statute of limitations of ten or so years on playtime fourteen. Yeah, we ended up in our 18U year having quite a few right sides actually stacked 
on the bench, and a few people were slotted in ahead of some others conspicuously um, by the end of the year. I think we had three or four right side, different right sides and only like two middles in our last year. And Oscar was one of the right sides and, you know, was a little bit lower on the depth chart, let's say. Well, you know, truth be told, Oscar could have delivered the goods just as the same as anybody else out there. It's just that, you know what, you know, really, though, I had a longer term vision for for Oscar. That's why I asked the question of him all the time. Where are we going? And he said the Olympics. But in truth, we both know that what his Olympics was, the pinnacle of of Oscar's volleyball career, everything we did at Crush prepared him for what would be his ultimate shining star. And I remember seeing it. There we it. go. Whatever I, that is. I, no, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it because I, I, I specifically came to watch you go to what was your Olympics. And that was under the tutelage <laughs> of Josh Nichol, as a matter of fact. What a backhanded chirp. What was came, your Olympics? Came, you know, it was your Olympics. Down, <laughs> I came to watch George Brown deliver the goods. And and you were the go-to guy at George Brown. I'll never forget watching that match. That was a fun year. Like, I mean, I hadn't played before like that. I got, I somehow grew into my body, got a little more consistent after taking four years of university just off drinking and then come come to college. Run I hear that helps your game. And then... Uh, and then, yeah, just start smacking the ball all of a sudden. It was a great time. I remember that game. You came. Yeah, yeah I, like I absolutely was... forgot to mention that, that, Oscar, you have had how many volleyball coaches in your life? Yeah, like uh, two. <laughs> two. And they're both on this School call ball. right now. <laughs> school ball's got to count. School I, I ball? I think I played less in high school than I did on Crush, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, not really coach not really coach there Oscar no, but, Oscar was benched was both name? in our school team our club team and then goes and is the Josh's like go-to guy at George Brown well that happened to a lot of guys like there was a lot of guys that didn't see the court that ended up being go-to right side guys is uh what about the guy that played on on Reed's team so that some ended would up going, say Will Colucci Will Colucci yes. went yeah yeah Will Colucci was he didn't see as much court time as he deserved either, but he he turned into be a, a dominant university player. Oscar Kahu didn't see much court time at Crush, but became a dominant college player. And uh, yeah, what remind me of Offsa, Oscar? Were you on the Offsa winning team? That's that's a sore memory, yeah. Dad. Careful, tread yeah. lightly. I I have no sore feelings. I got the medal, man. Yeah, we got absolutely. the photos for the gram. That's all that matters, right? You know, like how in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like if you win the cup, you, you get your name on it, but you have to have played a game or something like that. That I was in there. I remember there was a picture in the paper, actually, and I made that picture. You did. Yeah, we used we to run that beauty back quick to your left hand that we just pounded. That was a great play. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one with uh, Denton there. Do you ever run that with Oscar at Jordan Brown, Josh? I, I don't think we were running it too fast, but he was getting it done. We we did do it a couple of times. 
Just without coach's permission maybe, or blessing, you not, just ran it. Not in a game, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's a long storied career, obviously, and it and it came to a crash with a terrific, terrific loss in the in the in the elimination like pre quarter or something like that. So, you know, had to say goodbye to my Olympics, as it were. Well, at least you made it there. And then it gets even it gets even more overlapped. After that loss, Oscar calls me and says, "Hey man, we're looking to hang out. We're with the team." I said, "Yeah. Come on over. Come hang out." And I'm at your condo, dad, and the, the George Brown team comes and is hanging out at your condo with just hanging out. And they're thinking we're hanging out and they stayed way past their welcome. What a <laughs> Faux pas by that entire team. And I made a pay for it the next year. Kind of weird. Did not know I was going to be coaching that group the next year. And they're coming over, like, hanging out at my dad's condo after a big loss. Was I Was I there? No, you were not there. No. You would have been I like, didn't... no, get these losers out of here, probably. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't recall being there. Where, where was I? You were there at my condo? And, oh, okay, I guess I was away or something, and you were living there, or... Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. there was a lot of that happening in those years, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, wasn't so, the uh, night of the uh, the guacamole, the guacamole wall? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that wasn't it. Were, were you at God, the? You're definitely there in were, some way. Yeah. Were you at the guacamole party, Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> well, is were, that does were, it have a name? Okay, I'll tell the story because I think it's a pretty it. good no, one. No, we're not we're not telling that story. Were you there, Oscar? Yeah, I was there. Okay, yeah, that was it. That was a, that was a great, a great gathering. But one thought I wanted to get in before we moved on from Oscar's, you know, very highly toted playing career, was the 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 role. Is that sarcasm the, or no, 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 no. What no. do you sense it? The 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 role, the importance of the role of what, you know we could call a role player and, and the function and the contribution that those individuals have to great teams. Like, you know, the, the chemistry and dynamic amongst the individuals on an indoor volleyball team, it does require like in truthfulness, you know, we joke about your playtime, you, and I would be the first to admit you didn't get the play time that you deserve based on your talent because it was a pretty talented team and so on and so forth. But having said that, you never complained, you know, like you, you, well, you just strike me as a guy who is really comfortable in his own skin and you, what you contributed to those crush years, not only to the team, but to our family, poof, you know, you can't underestimate it. And, and, you know, too much is made of in sport or maybe not too much is made of because great player, players need to be recognized. But the dynamics that are built require all types. And, and you are definitely one of those people that I would cherish in those crush years, you know, as much as, say, you know, more superstars like, like Garrett would be classified as, I guess. But, you know, so hats off to you, buddy. And uh, I love the fact that we both appreciate a good macrame. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the sentiment. So 
Sorry, just want to clarify. Did you say on my birthday, on Josh and my show, that you valued the role players like Oscar more than the star players like your own son? I didn't say more. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't didn't say more. But you know, case in point, I don't think Oscar would have just made that comment there. (laughs) So. Thank you for proving my point, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys are the salt of the earth. And, uh, I mean, we, we had a lot of great times, for sure, traveling and, and playing in games. And I think a lot of people experience that when they're playing club and then miss that. Like, where is that in the rest of your life? You know, like when you're a kid, you, you, know, you play with your friends, you play all the – you go to these tournaments and stuff. But then, like, where does that just disappears from your life entirely? It's kind of sad, actually. It just seemed like it, it, it was all so long ago, but it goes to show how many, like how rich a short experience can can be. And short, meaning like even just like eight years, 10 years. Yeah, and even like, our club like years were even so shorter. It was like four or five years. That time. Yeah, it was only four or five years really that we played club together. That was not a lot of time when you think about it. Gosh, I got 29 years on this planet now. I mean, that's a short chunk of it really yeah yeah like when you're when you're that age and you're playing like that's that's like that's like a massive percentage of your life in 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 relative terms right like you've been playing maybe a couple of years but you're only you know in your teens you know it's a it's a pretty significant percentage so it's it's a pretty formative time and then um you know were were I a lesser man that that not playing and all that would have absolutely crushed my confidence for the rest of my life, but it didn't happen. So, yeah, you know, and I, <laughs> you know it, but you know, it's, it, it's interesting. You kind of joke about that, but you know what? And I think there's, there's, uh, there's, there's something to be said about, um, you know, the, pl- the power of the, the relationship within the dynamics of the team uh, any team, you know, and I think that's what made those days so great because it was so real. Like it was so, you know, we really cared about each and every kid and, and each and every family that was part of that. And, you know, when I think back about, uh, you know, now that I'm where I'm at now in my life and I reflect back on how I behaved then, you know, I would. I Pretty would, wild. Yeah, I would probably behave differently, but by the same token, I know at that time, I I felt I owed it to the team to do anything I could to win. And well, and, and the boys loved it. It's bringing a yeah. story to mind, and I'm going to cut in because I I want to tell this story. Um, we Oscar, you'll remember this one. We were getting our ass kicked. We're playing at provincials, an age up. We're pretty, we're pretty green still, and we're, we're losing. And you've used all our subs. We've taken all our timeouts. And so you get frustrated with a call or something, and you kind of walk up to the rest stand and sit, because back in those days, you used to have to signal with the kind of the, I don't know, what, what the, that signal. It seems kind of stupid now. Um, like, just make a sub. Like, oh, yeah, sub, got to do this motion. Um, but uh, you came over, you're like, sub, and the ref blew the whistle, and she goes, yep, okay, sub, crush, and but nobody came up. You didn't 
ask anybody to come. And then you went, oh, yep. Ewan pointing to the lines person trying to sub out our lines person. <laughs> he was one of the dads on our team. One of the dads on the team for my, uh, yep, sub. And <laughs> you're like trying to sub out the lines person. Then the ref actually blew the whistle. And then she got so pissed at me, like, hey, uh, you will not make a mockery of this game. It was like, what? everyone was killing themselves. We were like, what an epic joke. And everyone's like, don't get pissed. Like, it's hilarious. I mean, like, the score uh, was like 10 points apart, too. Yeah, like, we're, oh. you will make, not make a mockery of this game. We're getting our asses kicked. We're already making a mockery the of the game. The game is a mockery. We might as well have a laugh. <laughs> so did I actually sub you and out? No, like that that no. you can't you can't really do that. But No, I know, but did you, I change You and he kind of took a step. Like he like he took a he's like, "Wait, what?" Like cuz he wasn't sure either. Like he's like, "Am I, should, I Oh, should I go or Oh gosh. I, I I don't, Garrett. I'll be honest with you. I I have a vague recollection. Oh of come that. on! It was so funny. All the guys. If you ask any of the guys, they would remember that moment for sure oh, yeah. because it was so hilarious in a loss, a bad loss. Was I so mad, or was I just? What well, we were I? down ten. We, there was no yeah. chance, and you were like, ah, "I'm out of subs. I'm out of timeouts. Ah, sub, you and." <laughs> No, but but and and think about the guy though, Ewan, right? That was uh, Richard's dad. Yeah. Like, talk about a, a a great man, but so humble, right? So he would be like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was unsure. He was like, Oh, shit. Yeah, he, like, am I actually, actually getting subbed out? Like John knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Not really, but he's <laughs> Oh, Josh Nickel, can you believe any of this? I do, because I know all three of you very well, and I can confirm that probably happened. I wasn't there. This is the first time I'm hearing the story, but it, it's not that far off that I believe that one happened. But you know what? I'm not, uh, you know, uh, I, <laughs> this whole thing makes me reflect on you a bit, Josh, because, you know, when you talk about the Here dynamics of people, you have always been that gentle, quiet guy that's, you know, just always there, like solid, like the impact that you've had on not only Garrett's life, but I'm sure other members of the Crush Squad, Reed, obviously, the guys have always had a lot of respect for you. And you've quietly evolved into this guy that people really care about and and you know now now in your role with the national beach team i think your influence on these these athletes is obviously something to be um i don't know not to be or to be recognized or to be respected and you know what i'll I'll be honest with you i never really looked at josh nickel as this leadership coach guy i can remember when you were coach. no 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 no. i just mean that in all in all in all truth but that's that's my i hope growth that i can now see that you know the character of people shines through regardless of you know how loudly they they yell it out well how many episodes of Sharp Cuts have you watched that you're not on? 
I have watched one full episode. Uh, no, two episodes that I'm not on. Oh. And have you been he's impressed like with Josh? Because I have. He's a great partner in crime for us, for sure. No, Josh Nickel, well, I'll tell you the first time I was kind of taking it back a bit was when we did our uh, Passing Dimes session. And the way you articulated your questions and the way you had a grasp and understanding uh, of my, you know, just my, my headspace, <clears throat> I, was, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest with you. So it, it hit me then, and, and now I've just watched your behavior, and I've, to be honest with you, I've thought deeper into the relationships that you've had with my kids and I've said, hey, this guy's, this guy's been solid, like Oscar. So, you know, there's some similarities between Josh Nickel and Oscar Kahu in their demeanor. They both are very intelligent, you know, stable men with, with you know, I'm not surprised you connect with them, Garrett, because they're, they're similar guys. Are you left-handed, Josh? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. Josh, do you have any? I mean, I'm not really sure where you were going with that, Dad. I mean, we appreciate it. I'm sure Josh is thankful for what you were saying. Josh, do you have, like, because Dad mentioned your national beach team stuff, and I'm kind of curious, right? Because that's, I think, what people love about being part of the sport is meeting the people and kind of meeting and getting to know the real strong qualities in people, like he was just saying about you, saying about Oscar, as it's kind of this community you grow together. I'm kind of curious. Do you have any of those lighter, kind of fun moments with the national team, or is it all serious all the time? Oh, I, I don't think I'm the fun guy. I think if the players are in, a, in an <laughs> energy mood, like I, I try to be consistent, organized, make sure we're getting better, but you you put Jake McNeil in a room with Alex Russell and Liam Kopp and Will Hoey, like when warm-up's on or when Ivan Reck is DJ, and there's some weird stuff happening. Like we, we get our work done, which... To, to John's speech there, thank you, John, I appreciate that. I think that's what I liked about the, lack of a better term, the crush guys on the beach crew, because that's why I like surrounding myself with where Oscar, Alex Park, Denton, like we would get our work done, Josh Taylor, but when like we're in the tent and there's nothing to do, like you guys are hilarious and we're having fun and it's it's a long day at the beach. Like think about how long a club tournament is for a kid. Think about how long it is for people who were there an hour and a half before and an hour and a half after setting up and taking down. So. I kind of get attracted to the people who are like, yeah, we're going to get our work done and we're going to have a certain professionals around us, but we're also going to have a good time doing it. And I think maybe that's why Oscar can speak for himself. Maybe that's why you lasted so long on the beach crew, because we had a few <laughs> prime years there where like it, it was fun having the same core together where everybody could be trusted to do their thing. But I, I laughed a lot during those years. Definitely. It was a lot like it did remind me a lot of the uh, sort of club years, too, because just because it was the same guys, uh, a lot of them. But um just sort of going back to how it is as a group, how, how rich of an experience it can be made. Uh, and that was just a, like a few summers, you know, and, and when you're spending all day together doing, you know, basically manual labor, there's going to be a lot of jokes cracked between like teenage guys or guys in their young twenties too. So it was, it was a hilarious little time in our lives there too, especially the, uh, the tournaments in Coburg where you got to go away uh, nets are falling down. Like it's just, it's just an awful beach to to set up on because everything's like it's what what are those like uh, full setup nets are? It was it was like 
long, long ass day, and then you get back to the hotel later, and then you're just cracking more jokes with like your teammates. So it's like, yeah, that's uh, that's the three of us working the the beach crew for the traveling kind of tour of the Ontario beach volleyball circuit, um, which was. It was, they were hard hours, Oscar. You're right. I'm curious. Do you guys have any uh, favorite memories or moments from uh, those tour days? Because the people, when they come to the tournament, right? And let me just frame this for our viewers. So people come to the tournament. Their kids playing. You're playing if you're, you know, teenager, adult, whatever. You're playing in a tournament. You see these people. They're the people who give you the balls. They give you the clipboards. They set up the tournament draw. They set up and take down the nets. That sort of thing. So just keep in mind, if you're complaining next time, there's people behind that who are working hard. But anyways, for those people, that was us uh, for a few years. Uh, Josh and Oscar longer than me. But uh, I'm kind of curious if you guys have any fond and fun memories from those days. My favorite Oscar story, and I, I looking back, I was so miserable that weekend. But I look back, and it was just so comical. It was hilarious. So when I took over the beach tour, it only went to Toronto and Coburg, and we had a few satellites. So me, this small-town guy, Hernan told me a story about if he lived in Ottawa, Melissa wouldn't play beach. Like, beach wasn't accessible in Ontario at that time. So me being this problem solver, this passionate guy, we're going to take the tour to Sobel. We're going to go to Ottawa. We're going to do it. We're going to go to Sudbury. But Ottawa was a, a, already a facility because they had rec leagues there at Max Wally. So in my mind, like we talking to the promoter guy or the owner, we only needed really two staff. Like Oscar and I could run this on our own. But because we were so short staffed with the beach crew, we went to Coburg Friday and put up like easily 65 portables, maybe more Oscar. And then we drove to Ottawa that night, got lost on the drive because <laughs> I don't know where we pulled over in this random town that we could have died. Like it was that creepy of a town. Like that's how scary movies start because we're lost in this town asking for directions for people who know we're not from around there and really don't like us so then we get to ottawa the next day and oscar i don't know if you remember this we had to take our shoes off to walk through the parking lot because it was flooded it rained the whole week in <laughs> ottawa and the courts were so flooded yeah. and i'm so miserable and upset because we really only need like eight courts because it's probably the first time ottawa's had an ova beach tournament so we're we're building like almost like raking sand into like a river that would then leak off the court and around just so we can get courts and I remember being in the worst mood, but then Oscar's stepping up. He's doing a lot. The moms and dads of the Ottawa teams, they're, like, helping build trenches so we can get water off these courts. And then, like, sure enough, around lunchtime, it's, like, super nice, and the tournament's running, and everything's smooth again. But I just remember being, like, a really bad setup day in Colbert, miserable. Drive to Ottawa. That's still a long drive on a Friday night to get set up for Saturday. And then we, I think we still work the Sunday at Colbert. So it was, like, a full weekend for you and I, all because I thought, like, oh, Oscar and I could easily do this on our own. We don't need anybody else. And we'll help out the other guys too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm glad you remember that. I'm just remembering that all now because the sleep before was shit. And then, <laughs> and then we, we take off driving. And I remember because it, it, it got dark and then um, we missed a turn. I don't even think Google Maps was a thing at that point. Like we didn't really have smartphones going. And then next thing you know, like we're in this town and this is like a ghost town. Like, I don't even think there was power. In, in this town. <laughs> I didn't see people. There was no police, but there is like buildings there. We're like, we don't even know where to go. Like, <laughs> I, I can't help you. Like, <laughs> you're screwed. You're the one driving, bro. And uh, you ended up managing finding a way out of there. And we had been hearing about that, that bad weather. And we're like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's not so bad. And we're, we're pleasantly surprised that parking lot. It was just like, oh man, we're coming from a rough day into another one. And then, you know, 
the, the parents, though, they were great. I loved dealing with the moms. And they, you know, they were make, they were damming up the courts, making it all playable for their kids because, you know, there hadn't been, like, a tournament out in that area in who knows how long. Then the day went on, it got sunnier, and, you know, it, it was a fun little tournament. Then we had it back. And that is proper context for that because you're right. If that tournament was in Toronto, I'm sure we're getting yelled at because we didn't start on time. The courts were in rough oh, shape. Yeah. They were so grateful that we were there to offer, like they didn't have to drive to Toronto to play OVA Beach Tour. They were so thankful where it's like, I don't think the one pool started till like 1030. Like we just yeah. couldn't get enough courts. These were not the typical OVA parents because these, <laughs> these, they, they were happy to be there. They were happy to have their kids doing something. Friend of the show, Jeff Miller, started an amazing golf brand called Club Jason. Designed with quality in mind, Jason sets no limits on comfort, feel, and appeal. They are devoted to growing the game of golf and creating opportunities for those who could benefit greatly from a little extra support. 10% of all sales will go to a Club Jason scholarship for a female golfer. An additional 10% of all sales will go towards junior golf programs in Ontario. Club Jason wanted to pass on some savings to you, official friend of the show. Use promo code DIMES, that's D-I-M-E-S, at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Jason also offers free shipping in North America on any order over $99. Visit clubjason.com, that's C-L-U-B-J-S-O-N.com, to check out their amazing clothing and to learn more. Jason, join the club. The other ones we were used to were like nitpicky about like our, our court lines are a little not straight, but we can't fix them ourselves. We need somebody else to just change the little line here. Yeah. Hey, can we get a net check on court 140 million, 100 <laughs> years down the beach? Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, like a guess, but. Huh. That that kind of the lines thing reminds me of a, of a another story from Beach Crew Coburg again setting up those portable systems with the metal poles and the stakes was just a nightmare and tensions were running high and Josh I know you're not a kind of guy to yell at somebody you're a little bit more reserved like uh, we were saying you're not the kind of just to totally berate somebody but I I remember witnessing and I think Oscar witnessed this as well an encounter with you and one of our coworkers who. Irony is completely lost on this guy, Pat. Uh, he he just doesn't doesn't get any of the irony, right? So, like, he's setting up the lines, and he's doing, admittedly, a terrible job. Like, it looks di- diamond-shaped. It looks terrible. And you go to him, Pat, does this really look high-performance to you? Like, do you think this is good? And he looks at it in earnest. Like, he's, like, he's thinking you're being serious. And he looks at it and goes, hmm. You know, yeah, no, it's not quite right. So he goes and fixes it a little bit, but it doesn't help. And you go, no, seriously, Pat, do you think this is what people really expect out of us? And he goes, yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> I think this is good. And you were both just so frustrated that you ended up leaving and the court's still a diamond. <laughs> well, <you had> <laughs> and we're like, this is classic. People don't see this. People and need and to and see a this. a clown and Pat. <laughs> and it's just, just the two of you talking past each other. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious, and it just embodied Coburg because it was like, oh, come on. Like, are you getting me? This, these lines won't go. This whole thing won't work properly. 
I don't know how the group of beach crew people found each other because like Pat Richardson's never had a bad day in his life and is just like a cartoon character. He's just so high energy. And then we got the crush guys and Katie and Katie. Like it was such an, a random group of people, but it was actually so much fun where you're right. I, I guarantee the parents and players have no idea like the conversations going on in the tent or the, the amount of effort it takes to set up one of those days. But yeah, I probably took it too serious back in those days, but I look back on it. There, there was a lot of laughs, I think, for sure. That's why we named ourselves Canada's number one beach crew. <laughs> the name stuck. Yes, we did. Now, But that was only due to repetition for many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell enough people it'll become true. Um, now, I was just receiving some texts here from uh, some, from some well-wishers on, uh, on my birthday. And, Dad, I'm going to bring it back to you because somebody reminded me of a hilarious story of you that we kind of need to tell or well we don't need to tell we probably shouldn't tell but it's hilarious um we were just joking around again sunday lecture day right like you come in we're hanging out on a sunday afternoon you're gonna catch a piece of the nhl shorts in in the living room getting a lecture and on this particular day we were talking about something random and you're like hey guys watch this this is gonna be hilarious so you put down the phone calling your friend and put it on speaker, and you hear the voice, hey, the, leave the message out to the tone. And you just, like, stand up completely and look straight down into the receiver and yell, go, Bursa! We just couldn't handle it. We're like, we're like oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Gary. Well, yeah, no, I, 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 there I, was some history there. Obviously, no, it wasn't yeah. like uh, no, absolutely. I, I, I that was a good buddy of mine because we used to we used to laugh about the fact that you know how sometimes when you're trying to get a hold of somebody and you get their answering machine and you're you know you need to talk to somebody and you're frustrated and you can't get them. Don't you sometimes just you you just want to say that? Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> because you you don't want to li listen to this long-winded message of a person saying, oh, "I'm sorry, I can't take your call right now." Whatever you know, uh, <laughs> and I just did I just did that, and I knew you guys would find it hilarious. So I <laughs> I, I did that to my buddy Dave Jones. I'll, I'll I'll never forget that. And he got the message. When he called me back, he was crying. <laughs> he was laughing so hard because that was pretty funny. But <laughs> there was yeah. another story that I need to tell as well that Oscar and I, this is a throwback. So little known fact. Just thinking about none, this story. Yes. None of these stories, none of these stories are that flattering. No, this but. one will be, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Oscar and I actually played beach together. Oscar was my first beach partner of all time. And we played on the OVA tour. And I'm not sure if Josh, you were working on the tour at the time that we started. I think not. Um, no, no. I think you started later on, but so we were playing 14 U, we're 12 years old, so we're like well under age, so we're going to get our ass kicked, but we go down and decide to practice. So we're practicing, we're hacking it around, and dad, you're there just watching us just pepper or whatever, we're just peppering to get into it, and this, the Ashbridge's leagues are going on, the leagues are running at the same time, right? So this random guy kind of runs up to you and says, hey, do you play? I, I'm in need of a partner for this twos league. Can you join me? And you, at the moment, at that moment, you guys realize that you knew each other. 
You're both yeah. named John, and you're like, oh, Johnny May. Oh, Johnny I. It turns out it was yeah, an old yeah. buddy who had, like, you met, and we're going to play in this league. It yeah. also was hilarious because my cousin Dan, your nephew, was playing in the league, and you join up with Johnny I and kick his ass in the league. <laughs> And end up playing. Oh god! Oh, and then yeah. in the you car ride on the way home, Oscar and I are sitting in the back seat, and we're just watching you. And you call like a hundred people, and every <laughs> call is the exact same every time. Hey, you're cutting them off. Hey, you'll never guess who I just saw. <clears throat> Johnny, I. Okay. okay. All right, I gotta call you back. I, I gotta, gotta call you back. What else to tell him? I gotta call you back. I, call somebody I, else. Hey. It happened like twenty times. You'll never guess yeah. who I just saw. Johnny, let, I okay. I gotta listen, call you back. <laughs> well, let me let me give give some context to the story because this Johnny I guy uh, and anybody from you know my era that might be listening to the show knows who Johnny I is because Johnny I was by far the greatest junior age player at that time in Canada by far. His coach, the late Mike Bogarski, who was my first club coach as well, who was a very respected man within the OVA, was was Johnny I's coach. We in club, <clears throat> we went to the same high school. Uh, Johnny I, and myself, and a, and a bunch of, you know, volleyball players. It was quite a successful team. We won off so like seven years in a row. But the year that I was at the time in grade 13, Johnny I, or I might've been in grade 12, Johnny I was in grade 13. And Mike Bogarski, his coach, told him he couldn't play high school volleyball because he might hurt somebody. That's how good Johnny I was. Like he was so dominant. Was that a realistic but, thought though? Or was that like maybe a well, bit? Well, playing high school, a guy at his level, it's sort of like John Barrett playing when John Barrett played high school volleyball, like I remember that John Barrett, it's a story and he could tell it better, but I know they, they were doing this exhibition game and the police, the local police department came into the school to, you know, play against the high school team. And John Barrett, who was, you know, uh, a man before he was a boy, he, he actually, went up and hammered this ball off of one of the police officers face who was standing there, you know, like, I don't care if, <laughs> I don't care if you're a full grown man police officer and you've never really played volleyball, you can get hurt by, <laughs> you know, John Barrett. Yeah. Okay. This, you know, so Johnny, I was kind of a man amongst boys to a certain extent, but he never, <clears throat> he never played, but we hadn't, I hadn't seen him since high school. And this is like, you know, I'm sitting at Ashbridge's Bay, you know, those 100 courts filled with people. I'm sitting there, and out of the blue, this guy comes running from across the beach, you know, to ask me to play. And I'm first off, I'm thinking, oh, some random guy asked me to play as if. But it was Johnny I. So it was great to see the guy because I hadn't seen him in, you know, what are we talking, like 20-plus years uh, at least. Right. Because if you were 14, I would, you know, it was many, many years since I'd seen him. And then sure enough, you know, I could play and he he was good in the rec league like it was a rec league. Right. So we went out there and I and then we ended up playing against Danny, which was 
<laughs> yeah, it was just so comical, the turning of events. It's like, here I am playing, you know, this very, very recreational volleyball thing. And at the time, I could still sort of play, I guess. But uh, kind of like the time, Garrett, you and I won the OVA tournament. Yeah, that was a that was a big tournament. How old were you? <laughs> I was 16. Yeah, so I was, uh, well, I, what am I, 20 years older than you? So I'm 49 now. You're 29 today. So, wait, I was 36. Okay, I think those numbers might be a bit off, but you. Yeah, I I, I was forty eight. You were you were probably forty eight pounds heavier then than you are now. Is what you were. Yeah, but I was forty eight years old, so I was I could still play. Well, you could, but I remember when you dove, you 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 dove and you make a dig. You would make the dig, but you'd yell. Hit it from the ground because you weren't getting up. Yeah, because that might be the last time he's getting up. Yeah, like, and, and there was the big marks in the sand when you would go down for sure. You're in way better shape now. You're looking good. But back then, you were it thick. Was, Garrett, uh, I can't tell you how awesome it was to actually play in a tournament with you and then and then be able to share with you some of the little subtleties of strategic, you know, competition because – I was hurting bad by the final, right? <laughs> and uh, but Long day. I could I could tell the other guys that were probably I don't know how old were they in their thirties or something. Yeah, so uh, same age as you, right? No, I uh, like you said I was forty eight, but they I could tell they were a bit tired, right? So I thought, you know what, I could probably last for one game. And I can remember there was a little bit of a crowd forming. I, I know Hernan was down there watching some other people. Like there was, you know, people were kind of surprised that here you and I are in the final. And uh, so I said to the guys, I said, hey, listen, listen, I know it's been a long day. How about we just play one game and, and that says it all, right? So I convinced them to just play one game and – we won that game, and I crawled off, and I think was in traction for the next three weeks. It was a huge <laughs> move because you hurt your Achilles near the end of the first set, and they yeah. they were getting warm, like they were getting better yeah. as they yeah, like yeah. played. So it was clutch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we had, if that had gone more than one game, they definitely would have won. But you know, we we held it on, and we won. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, it's not funny to the to the to the listeners or those watching, but it's so fun to us, man. Like, it it makes us smile when we reflect on that story because it's just hilarious. The, the yeah. I think I still have some video of that tournament that I need to dig up and get overlay. going somewhere. Yeah. That needs to see the light of day because there's some funny funny clips of that. Oh. Yeah, it was it, it was a classic time. Like, and I can remember some other guys. You talk about Coburg. There was some passionate people out of Coburg. What was the guy's name that that was kind of the key guy for the uh, Coburg area? Gord and Peggy or something. Uh, Gord Lay. Yeah. Yeah, Gord Lay. Gord Lay. Yeah, yeah. Like he, they were so passionate about volleyball, right? And there was a, there was some other people there, and I can remember watching. You know, a dad and a son play, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Uh, but I, you know, I never really thought, I never really thought to doing it. But then we went in that tournament at the OVA and and won it. It was 
it was hilarious. Yeah, and then I played Derek, with my brother Reed and won the next day in the 16U. I was just going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, that was a blast too because the net dropped about six inches. So I'm full-time blocking at 16 with, with uh, Big Man on D and then I go down to 16U where the net drops six inches and I'm still full-time blocking. It's like it's, it's like I was playing with children again. It was crazy. You must have won like two whole new portable DVD players back then too. Man, back in the day, the prizes were nice. Hey, we won a DVD player, portable DVD player for Provincials one year and we used that thing for years after that. So Josh, thank the OVA for the all that. Uh, Garrett, con considering it's your birthday, and um, I, I got to tell a story. I was talking to somebody today that uh, made a reference to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who I was talking to. I was having a very interesting chat with Michael Amoroso, and he's come up on the show before when I was on it. Uh, Josh, you <laughs> tell him we'd you, like to have him on the show. We can chat some well, pro. Yeah, he he. I'm sure loved to come on the show because he's a he's a pure volleyball guy. Like he loves the sport, he loves everything about it. But uh, we were we were reminiscing about uh, your your career, and and yeah. it, it was so interesting to see him reflect on you as a rookie at Western when he was in his fifth year. And I don't know, you probably remember this better, the details of it than I do, um, but it, you ended up losing the Queens in five at uh, Alumni Hall there. But I, I was telling him that I remembered the, I remember that was the only time I saw Michael Amoroso play was, was in that final at Queen or at uh, Alumni Hall against Queens and, and Western. And, and then he told me his, perspective of the story right and he'd he'd obviously you know they'd scouted the team and he'd heard a lot about garrett may and and uh just this kid right and and uh he, he said it, it was fascinating that he was the kind of player he was like a bug that you couldn't squash he said you know and i told him the story that and you probably don't remember this, but I remember it because it it almost it, it just sunk my heart. The first play of the game, they're serving. They serve to you guys, perfect pass. The the middle blockers frozen with the middle guy. It goes out to you, wide open, one on one. You hammer it, but you get slammed. <laughs> like the first play of the game in the finals of the match. And I, th I thought, oh no, is that a sign of things to come? But the truth of it, it didn't phase you. You you played your your normal consistent. Well, we self. still lost. But you did. You lost in five. Believe it or not, Amoroso was referring. Now he he tells the story that they were stacked with you know fourth and fifth year guys. It would have been very difficult for you guys to beat them. But um, it was just very interesting for him to draw that analogy of a of the bug that they just couldn't squish. He said you weren't. You weren't this imposing physical specimen or anything, but you did deliver that consistent competitive thing that you just wouldn't go away. Like they just couldn't shut you down. 
you know, to to take you out of it. And often teams will try, right? They'll either come after a certain player and, and serve them and put tons of pressure on them. And well, you know, it, it was, I'll try not to be offended that he referred to me as a bug, and you didn't immediately come to my defense. Well, I, you know what? I, I didn't need to defend you. He was he was quite flattering the way he said. He's a he's a he, despite his his great trash talking ability, and because he he elaborated on some of the the lines that he used to say. Because I brought up the story, and we don't need to tell it again. But he um, he he's a he's an eloquent guy. I, I've got a lot of respect for him. I think he's a great guy. So he had lots of nice things to say about you. So that's that's my birthday gift for today to you. Well, thanks, Mike, for the kind words. We'd love to have you on the show. We can talk about how Mike used to, in the servant pass, always used to stand a little bit too close to you on the servant pass. Just stand there and stare you down and just get in your way. He used to do that every time, and I was never sure why, because he didn't get any warm-up going. But anyway, that was... Something, uh, something he used to do, and uh, well, I probably, probably he. I think he he tried. I'm getting to a call. His... Sorry, I'm getting a call, and it's it's Reed May. Hey, Reed, how's it going? Hey. Hey, uh, we're just recording sharp cuts right now. Nice. So you're on the show I'm, now. I'm on, I'm on the show. Yeah, you're on the show. I'm not sure if they can hear you or not, but uh, yeah, I I'm on with Dad and Oscar and Josh. Anything you want to say to them? What's up, guys? <laughs> well, why are you calling Garrett? You never call Garrett. Yeah, he's calling me for my birthday. Oh. All right, Reed, I'll call you back. We're uh, we're just about to finish up the show. I think you're a clear signal that this has run its course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna turn the ratings up big time. Yeah, well, I'm sure it will. <laughs> okay, I'll call you in a bit. All right, take care. That's what you get on sharp cuts. You get impromptu stuff like that. It's how the ends usually go, Josh. Usually something happens. Usually somebody's disconnected by now. And I mean, I think we can be thankful that hasn't happened at this time. This is just the top tier stuff you can expect from a show like this. Yeah, like this is high quality content. YouTube is going to love this. iTunes is going to recommend this podcast to everybody. Um, I mean, thanks, Oscar and Dad, for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate it. Little birthday gift for me to just reminisce about some of the fun times. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. We've reached our time. I'm sure the folks listening have had enough. They're happy to turn this garbage off. Anyways, um, Josh, why don't you close us down and we can uh, we can get out of here. Yeah, another solid one. So thanks, uh, if you're listening, for making it this far. You can subscribe and you can watch the show on YouTube every Monday on Yes Guy Gaming's YouTube channel. If you're more into the audio, you want to throw it on when you're in the car, listen to it on a podcast, that's available on Passing Dimes. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Where You can listen to this anywhere, really, Garrett. There's, there's no excuse not to watch or listen to the show because we are everywhere. 